did Warp Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is the week 14 NFL recap show. As always, I am your host, Nate. We had an interesting week uh, from a betting perspective, went four and three, unfortunately moved to 46 and 38 on the year for the NFL total of 85 and 67 in total between college and NFL. So still profitable for trophy kids podcast sitting at 56% would have liked it to be a little bit better, but we still got some weeks here at the end. Cowboys Eagles absolutely uh, screwed us on the over. So let's start there in what was a game in which we have talked about. We didn't get a show in last week. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Michael and I both had uh, some engagements that we had to attend to last week that that made it difficult for us to record. Um, So we do apologize for this. But we talked about the Eagles and this this kind of back to back games that they had coming down the pipeline with the 49ers and Cowboys. And for a lot of people, it was going to be a moment to kind of prove whatever side of the aisle you're on around the Eagles, uh, right or wrong. You know, we took the position that this Eagles team, even though their reflect, even though their record was one of the best in the NFL, the best at the time that it wasn't reflective of what the actual team was at its core. And that there were some, some ugly spots for this team and the 49ers and Cowboys absolutely exposed those uh, around the Eagles. And there's a couple things here. You know, the first is the offense that is a little bit lethargic for the Eagles. I think it's a mixture of, of health, a, a new OC in Brian Johnson, um, and just pieces that are, are struggling to, to, to fit what they want to do offensively right now. You know, this, this is one of the reasons why it is so incredibly hard to sustain success in the NFL, because the more successful you are, the more people want to pull, the resources you have so coordinators and players and it just it's incredibly hard to to maintain a level a certain level um and and they've been able to do it as far as a record standpoint goes but there were signs an offense that is lethargic a defense that is really really struggling the front is very good but when you you kind of remove that front line play on the defensive side you see a secondary that has struggled. I mean, they can't cover a thing right now. And I was wondering if it was more scheme or age, because when we talk about secondary players, it goes like that. You know, one day they're top of the world. The next day they've lost a step and it's really hard. And I think we're seeing that with Bradbury and Slay to a, to an effect. I think there maybe are some tweaks they could make from a scheme standpoint that changes that dynamic for them a little bit. But I, I do start to lean a little bit more to these guys may have just lost a little bit of a step. And so you're going to have to make some scheme adjustments to account for that. And if you continue to do the same thing, well, then you're just bashing your head against a wall and that's not going to be successful because we have now seen any time this team goes up against some form of a threat in the passing game, they get absolutely shredded. I think there's another element right now that it it feels like teams when they play the 49ers and Cowboys specifically, that when they stepped on the field, they were the more physically dominant team. Like they bullied the Eagles a bit there. And that's shocking because you, you see the talent they have. This isn't like a soft team by any stretch of the imagination. Like these are some bonafide badasses in Philadelphia who do not typically get pushed around a lot. And we've seen now in back-to-back weeks, an Eagles team that has struggled to, to really kind of put their foot in the ground and stand their ground. I don't know what that is. Nick Sirianni was always a guy that struck me as he's going to need better coordinators, you know, and we'll see what adjustments he makes. This is year one of really trying to replace the core of what they had from a coaching staff that took them to a Super Bowl. 
but it's certainly time to pull out the panic button if you're an Eagles fan. Um, not to say they can't get it together because they have the pieces. They have the talent. It's just there are things that are slightly off with this team, and they're real. They got to get out to some quicker starts. I don't know if that's being more aggressive in the passing game early that that needs to do it. I don't know if they're a team that, you know, needs to pound the rock a little bit early and really get the juices flowing, but they get out to such slow, slow starts and you can't do it against teams like the Cowboys. Cowboys, on the other hand, I mean, we've been Mike McCarthy haters on this show for sure, but give this man some props and this offensive coaching staff some props. I think one of the best, you know, adjustments they have made this season is moving C.D. Lamb around. He, you know, for so long, he, he was just on the outside. Now they're moving him in the slot. They're keeping him, they're running him in motion, pre-snap motions. They're moving his position around. And I think that has been a huge boost to the passing game and making it a, a little bit more efficient here. Dak is starting to play well. He looks comfortable in the scheme. Uh, run blocking and offensive blocking schemes are, are coming together like, Mike McCarthy's done a really good job to this point of, of making some adjustments. We'll see if it sticks for the full season. Cause we've seen him be a little chaotic. You know, he doesn't always necessarily stick to what's working or, or fine tune that the best, but right now you have to give him absolute props for what he's done. It's unfortunate. We missed the over there, but that was a loss. Um, we missed on the Texans and, and the Panthers Texans jets game, man, that was also, Panthers Saints game. That's just some brutal, brutal watch right there. Um, you had some really unfortunate injury. CJ Stroud injury is terrible. Um, you get Nico Collins injury. That's a tough one. It's a bad weather game. Zach Wilson came out. He played really well, though. You got to give them credit there. The Jets credit. Zach Wilson came out. They played really well. They built their lead late, and then the defense came in and just smothered the Texans. Um, so that's a tough loss there. Panthers plus five and a half. I just. The Saints are t- the NFC South, including my Buccaneers, is just terrible. Like it's a terrible watch. It, it's it's not good, um, to say the least. I just, if you're the Panthers at this point, I do beg the question of what is the purpose of keeping Bryce Young in at this point? Like I know we've we've really adapted in this league a, a motto of you know the young quarterback, the high drafted quarterback has to play right out the shoot. I don't know. I think this season may have more done more damage than good to Bryce Young's career because this is a team that cannot support a rookie quarterback right now, especially one that is undersized and really is going to need some foundational pieces around him to have success. And you don't have those in place currently. You've now got an interim head coach. Like at this point, I think it just needs to become the Andy Dalton show because you're not only risking some real mental blockages here if he continues to have failure up front and maybe he pushes through the adversity and that's great but like i think it's time to hand it over to andy dalton shut bryce down bryce young down for the year and 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 recollect and and find some pieces through the draft find some pieces through free agency and, and move on from there bears great hit um jared goff struggles in outdoor weather games uh the lions 
defense, we've we flagged this a couple weeks ago, is a real concern, especially in the secondary. A lot of blown coverages. They don't seem to be on the same page a whole lot. There's a real weakness there and a real need to pull out the panic button, folks, in, in Detroit around that defense maybe a little bit here. Um, Jared Goff, he's not in a dome. He's Cali soft at this point. We The rap sheet is out on him. The Bears, though, let's give them some credit here. The defense has really started to step take a step forward. It, it's gotten healthier, which is a really big thing, and it's starting to play well offensively they're starting to have a snowball effect where, you know, that snowball rolls down the mountain enough. It gets momentum and, and you start to play well. They made some good plays. Justin Fields made some really nice plays. It was a good showing all around Browns. Easy win there. The defense is just lights out at home. I mean, it's a night and day difference between on the road and at home um, going into this game. They are only averaging like allowing 10 points a game. I want to say at home, it's insane splits um, in this defense. Going into this game, still, the defense for the Browns, though, allowing the least amount of offensive drives to end in a score in the NFL, which is really great. It's just the offense needs to pull their slack. And Joe Flacco came out and, I mean, played well. <laughs> he played well, folks. Wouldn't that be something if, if Joe Flacco comes in and leads this team to a deep playoff run? Um, but that was a good good win. Broncos, great win. Bengals, great win. Jake Browning, give some credit to Zach Taylor. I, we've been really hard on Zach Taylor on this show. This this offensive philosophy has been great for Jake Browning. Like they're keeping it simple. They're they're playing to his strengths here the last two weeks. Let's see what the adjustments are because, like all things, once teams start getting some tape on guys, starting to learn their tendencies, you need to fine tune it. You need to make some adjustments week to week. But right now, uh, the Bengals coaching staff has been absolutely fantastic in in easing Jake Browning into this, not giving him too much uh, up front. Um, and keeping it simple, which is great because it's the defense that needs some help. The offense needs to pick up the defense a lot because the defense is it's ailing. Uh, you know, it's a down year in Cincinnati for their defense. Lou Amaro is still a great defensive coordinator, but this is what happens when you have to start paying guys. You know, you release your two two uh, veteran safeties. That's definitely hurt this defense. Uh, injuries have hurt this defense. Like it, it, it's a down unit. The offense has to be rolling. There's plenty of talent on the offensive side of the ball. So as long as you kind of keep something simple. You make some fine-tuned adjustments week to week. Watch out for the Bengals, folks. Uh, they could be a real threat. All right, let's talk about what everybody wants to hear, and that is Bills, Chiefs, and what might go down as the biggest sore loser move ever. I mean, what in the world was Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid doing? From the moment that penalty infraction happened all the way through to the press conference was an absolute embarrassment. And it was a showcase of entitlement, I think, because to think that you shouldn't be called for a clear cut infraction because the play that ensued after the infraction happened was awesome is perfect. Chiefs, a team that has had so many calls. If he calls go their way and mind you, this isn't one of those. If he calls, this is a cut clean cut, Black and white infraction. We're not talking about an iffy holding or pass interference, which I would sort of agree with their overall sentiment around how you don't want the refs influencing big games and big time moments on iffy-ish calls. But that's not what that was. Wasn't even close. And yes, the infraction happens right as the ball is snapped. That is when the penalty incurs. There's The refs have no idea that a great play is about to ensue. Nor should it really matter. But I get that little bit of a sentiment. But absolutely ridiculous that Patrick Mahomes has to be restrained by virtually his entire offensive line, it looked like. And then the audacity to go up to Josh Allen, a man who has had a tough time getting a break in big-time moments, 
to then go up to him and not even say good game, congratulations, nothing. No, to say, man, that was a bad call. And essentially infer that had that not happened, you guys are a bunch of losers again. Unbelievable. Absolutely unreal. Um, I think it shows more of an unraveling of the Chiefs dynasty and team that we know. I think that the sentiment right now, we've talked about it briefly, is that Travis Kelsey is probably his last year. Maybe not, but that seems to be the overall sentiment that you're getting. And I think this sort of highlights it and the frustration of not allowing to ha- him to have one of the better plays of his career, if not one of the coolest plays of his career, something that would end up on the hall of fame highlight tape in the last year, wanting to win it big. They're struggling to find their footing in this new kind of error of chiefs football. Um, and there's a lot of pressure there because th- this is a duo in Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes who are the best, some of the best to ever do it. They're going to be compared to the likes of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and what, how they kind of can handle the rocky waters of making transitions to new teams. Um, because we saw the Patriots do it where they went from teams that had little to no offensive weapons to teams that had insane offensive weapons across the board to teams that had a middling offensive weapons. Like, can they kind of ride those waves? We'll see. Um, but as far as this infraction goes, th- this wasn't even like one of those. This is one where the ref isn't even really trying to get you here because this is one that you were taught from the moment you start playing football to check with the official if you're lined up. It's as simple as that. You literally just look over and check and they'll tell you, no, you need to back up an inch or you need to come up a little bit further. They'll give it to you. Now, if you're, I get Andy Reid's some of his point around, you know, they generally warn you on those types of things. Yeah. If you're the receiver lined up like out by the numbers closest to the sideline official, he might give you the heads up if you don't check, but you're supposed to check. The ownership is on you to check with him, but that's not what happened. Tony is lined up in a bunch formation on the inside, close to the line. He's very far away from the sideline official. So it's on him to look over and get guidance as to whether or not he is lined up correctly. And he wasn't, he wasn't even close. And then to think because something awesome happened after the infraction that you should get that penalty is, or you shouldn't have that penalty incurred. Unbelievable. Just absolutely unbelievable. What are we talking about here? Bengals fans and Eagles fans would like a word, Patrick Mahomes, because that you've gotten the benefit of the doubt on a lot of ticky-tacky stuff in the Super Bowl, the biggest game on the planet. So let's maybe pipe down a little bit here. Um, just absolutely unreal. So that that was ridiculous. I it's a bad loss, I think, for the Chiefs because it once again is another kind of mile marker in this season that just shows that they're struggling to grasp who they are going to be, where they're going to find other options outside of Kelsey. Rice is developing somewhat nicely, but that's sort of the only piece right now outside of Kelsey in the passing game. Um, And what this new era of football is going to look like in Kansas City. And I think that's what we're seeing, a bit of an unraveling under that weight of of the pressure that is ensuing in Kansas City. Um, So yeah, I, I took that as a little bit of an unraveling sign, a sign that it's probably Kelsey's last season maybe in wanting a giant play like that in his last season type of deal. Uh, big momentum swing potentially for their season. We'll see what what occurs going forward, but just an unbelievable, unreal, you know, kind of reaction to the correct call, which is the craziest part. So 
that's about all I got on the recap show. Um, we'll be back on Friday to break down some of these lines. There's some interesting ones like the Chargers Raiders minus three Raiders jumps right off the board. I'm not running to the window to bet Raiders right now. We'll see where that number moves a little bit, but Stanley's probably out. Um, we'll see what happens there, but should be a good podcast on Friday. Thanks for stopping by to hear some, some opinions. And uh, as always, peace.